Hey everybody, it is the last show of 2018, which is crazy because this is the, the year that we started this show, 2018. So anyway, uh, I'm Joel, I'm one of the board game mechanics, and the other one, always with me, is... Hey guys, what is going on? It is Jason. Hey Jason. Yeah? This is a very special episode. Why is that? Uh, because we're doing our top 100. So that's pretty exciting. Actually, I've been looking forward to doing this for quite some time, honestly. Yep, me too, um, me too. It's just fun to do top 100s. Um, so we're going to do this over 10 weeks. Um, and it's not because we're out of ideas and bankrupt for things to say, I, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. may, maybe a little. I don't know. Um, but we're going to do the 10 episode arc on this, um, which will be really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, like we're, we're not really going to talk about games we played this week, at least. Maybe we'll jump back in with that. Um, but the other thing, too, is I'm if I sound a little weird, if this is your first episode, you're kind of picking the right time to jump in because this is right at the beginning of this 10 episode arc. But if I sound weird or whatever, it might just be how I sound. But also, I'm remote at this time. So I'm coming to you live from the Good Wolf Refuge and Waterslide Park <laughs> here in Ohio land. So um, uh, that's funny. So anyway, this is the closest to being in the same room that Jason and I have ever been uh, for recording a podcast, so that's pretty cool. That's true. I think you're actually less than an hour from my house. Yeah, I know. We need to get together and play some, like, just call off work tomorrow and we'll play board games, dude. <laughs> I have to, I, I would, but I have to get two fillings tomorrow, so it's a sad day. Oh, getting fillings, man. That's wolf. Yeah, not happy about it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be either. That's why I don't fool with the dentist. I'm just going to get dentures in like two years. <laughs> Just, just let your teeth fall out and go get some wooden ones. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, we're going to do our top 100. We're breaking them down into segments of 10. Um, and, oh, man, if we were going to talk about what we played, Jason would be really embarrassed. But I want to talk about it next week. So that's a, that's a little teaser for next week that I've been playing a real guilty pleasure game right now. So <laughs> I'll look forward to it. Yeah. Uh, it's something that Jason will not approve of. I am almost certain. Um, I can go first, starting with the big 100, and that game is a game that is, I think, criminally out of print. You can find it on BGG if you want to, and it is called The Hanging Gardens. Mm. This is like a little card game where you're placing these cards out on the table, and you're putting other cards on top of them based on, like, um, terrain type, so it could be, like, red land or yellow land or some grass. And then you're trying to get the the biggest uh, area and then put a temple on it. And if your area is over three, you get to pick this extra in-game scoring tile. And you just want to be the person that has the most in-game scoring tiles to win. It's a simple game. It's really easy. And if you can find it, I highly recommend it. And that's my number 100, The Hanging Gardens. It's also called The the Table is Lava, the board game, right? Correct, yes. That's this one? Yep. I, I don't know much about this one. I know you... I know you love it, man. You raved about it, and you're the only person I know who's played it. So that's really cool. I, I guess I would play it, man. If it made your top 100, it's a it's a debt of gratitude I owe to you for exposing me to cool games, including this one, I guess. Yeah, it's good. So I, number 100. Yeah, I don't know if you dig it, but I like it. It's solid. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if I would dig it either, but I don't know. It's just and it's an interesting pick for you because it doesn't seem like heavy at all. Like it seems like kind of a filler for for what you typically like. Yeah, I have some of the some maybe some more of those that'll show up later. So I'm not just a heavy gamer. I like some lighter fare as well. Yeah, since when? Anyway, <laughs> let's. I play some. How about that? <laughs> My number one hundred, Jason. Ooh, you're gonna be you're gonna be cheesed off about this one. 
Number 100 is squeaking in. So this is like a Hall of Fame game. So that means it's a really good game. I mean, I really like it. So anything in our top 100 is a great game. So if it's number 100, it's still a great game. Um, because I've probably pay, played in the neighborhood of a thousand games, probably. And to be in the top 100, you're still getting an A. You're getting my top 10%. Okay. So anyway, number 100, Revolution by Steve Jackson Games. And uh, that was this one was designed by Philip DeBerry. Dewberry. Uh, he's like the berries of the dew. Um, <laughs> and this one's from 2009. And Jason, on my last list, this one was at 73. So this guy's dropped 27 spots to 100. So uh, this is a really good game. I really like it. It's just I haven't played it that much lately. Um, the expansion did kind of give it a little more pep, but I don't know. It's uh, There's some games that I like that do similar, like simultaneous selection kind of things as well almost. I don't know. Maybe not. Revolution kind of feels like its own thing really too. So I guess I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, but I really do like it. It just hasn't been played as much. That's why it probably dropped some at least. Um, but it is it is a very cool game. <laughs> One of the criticisms I had a guy tell me a few weeks back was I got rid of my copy of Revolution because when I had it and I would bring it to game day, it's all people wanted to play. So like that's a really <laughs> dumb criticism of it. Yeah. I, mean, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those kinds of games. It's a really good game, though. I really do like it. And I think, man, I'm probably like close enough to, to Philip DeBerry right now that he could like drive over to my house and punch me right now or drive over to where I'm at right now and punch me. He could. I think he's a good Ohio guy, too. Yeah, he's, so. he's Cincinnati. So he's, yeah, he'll get right you. Right me. He'll hunt you down. And by the way, by the time that you guys hear this, I am back home protecting my board games with my 12 gauge. So <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I like Revolution. It's, I think it's spoiler. It might be a little higher on mine, but yeah, I, it's in the top 100. So I'm cool with that. It's a great game and I like it and people like to play it. So that's cool. Yeah. It's a good game. I mean, like I said, anything in the top 100, I think anything in the top 100 is something I would suggest that most people would should own. Um, if you're a serious gamer, the other thing too, I think, I think I almost own everything in my top 100 because if it's in my top 100 games and I'm going to own 300 games is kind of my rule, then why wouldn't I own the games that I love the most, like in the top 100 and be able to play them as much as possible? The exceptions are things that are kind of hard to find or things that are just so stupid expensive and enough people own them that I just don't need to. So anyway, uh, that was my hundred, Jason. Cool. Yeah. I own most of mine, but there's actually two in this set that I don't own, which is kind of interesting. All right, so number 99 for me is a game that's a co-op game. So that's shocking because I'm not a big co-op fan, but this game is a recent release, and it is called Rising 5, The Runes of Asteros. This is a co-op game where you're trying to essentially play the game of Mastermind, and you're trying to get these runes in a certain order before you run out of cards. And you, it has an app that helps uh, facilitate all of that, so it makes the game a little bit easier. So it's one of my favorite co-op games, hence the reason it's in number 100, or in the top 100. So that's Rising 5, The Runes of Astros. I really dig it. Good pick, Jason. No further comment. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> oh, my number 99 is Grim Forest. Uh, this one's from Druid City Games. Tim Eisner is the designer on that. Uh, this came out last year in 2018, and I, this one didn't make my list before because it's it's newish to me. Um, this one, the, I'm not going to lie, the component quality on this and just the price for what you get in the box like definitely persuaded me to like this game more than I would have otherwise maybe, but I really do just enjoy this game. It's just a very good, just kind of fun 
simultaneous selection kind of thing as well again, but then you have these cool powers. It's like a, another game that came out this year, Villainous, and Revolution kind of went together and made a game. You know, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, it's a cool game, though, for sure. Um, Grim Forest, just awesome game. And it's such a good value. That's the thing, too. And then this is this is my pick for, like, a game that you can get small children to play because it's like you're playing with toys kind of or, like, a non-gamer spouse or someone like that because it's just an adorable game. It's really easy to understand. And it's a lot of fun still, too. Um, it's got a little bit of Scrooge in it that you can kind of mess people up by taking their little helper guy and putting someone else down. But I don't know. I just think it's a good game. Grim Forest. Yeah, I agree. I played that at Origins, I think, in 2017 which is interesting that it just came out this year. And I actually had a good time, and I was just playing with adults. So I enjoy it. I just don't have it, and I don't think I'd play it a ton, but it is a fun game for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, and like we've talked about release dates being kind of fluid. Um, this one's a 2018, according to BGG. Um, but it's like, you know, movies have like their official release date. Well, like, man, stuff just trickles out so slow in the board game world. It's just weird. I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like by the time the escape plan is available widely, like we're going to feel like that game has been talked about for two years or something, you know? So, I mean, yeah, that's, I don't true. know. Just, just, it's just weird. But yeah, but that was my 99. Um, a good game. I really enjoy it. I would suggest it to most anyone. All right. So I said I had two games in this section that I don't own, but I have three. And technically all but one of them are in my game group, so I can play them anytime I want. So I'm going to consider that as me owning it. So number 98 is in my game group, and this is a Bruno Faduti game, and I think Catala maybe, and it is Mission Red Planet. And this is a simultaneous um, action selection game where you're going to pick cards face down, you're going to do a countdown from 9 to 1 or 10 to 1, and then when your number comes up, you're going to do the action on your card. And you're trying to get your astronauts onto Mars or Phobos, which is the moon in the second edition one. And you're trying to have some area control in each of the sections on the moon and maybe discover some treasures. It's a fun little game. It takes place, I think, over like eight rounds or something. And yeah, I enjoy it. I've only played it a couple times, but I liked it enough that it hit the top 100. So that is Mission Red Planet. That's crazy. Like, I am so surprised that you love this one like that. So surprised. I like. I kind of like that simultaneous action selection. It's mean, but it doesn't feel as mean to me as like you going into my territory and you slapping me around because you're doing it. You're you're playing your own game and it just kind of interferes with my game. So I'm okay with that. I, I've had this one on my radar for quite a while because it's uh, at one point I wanted to have all the family like classified games and the board game geek like top fifty or hundred, and it's in there. But then it went out of print, so it was kind of hard to find for a while. And the second edition came out, and it's pretty readily available, but it just had other things I'd rather have. I don't know. You think I would like this one, Jason? Uh, do you like Citadels? Yeah. Yeah. Although that one's a little dry. Does it have more fun to it than that? Is it a little zanier? Yeah, it's crazier because you're actually like, doing some area control, too. It's the Citadels part plus a little bit of a board game. So I think huh. I think you would like it. Cool. I, I mean, man, that's back on the radar again. All right, Jason. Cool. Um, well, that's awesome. Uh, number 98, this is one that, um, is a little surprising that it made the list this high too, but I used the ranking engine and put in just like a bunch of games and this one popped up at 98. Um, and I really do like this game a lot. It's just a little surprising that, I don't know, it's like not typically a game that I would love this much, I think. Um, that is Majesty for the Realm by Mark Andre and it's a Hamzum Gluck slash Z-Man release from 2017. Brand new to my list because it's brand new to me this year. 
But I really do like this one a lot. Um, I like it better than Splendor, I think, even, probably. Unless Splendor's higher on my list. Yeah, just kidding. I like Splendor better. <laughs> but um, I like this one almost <laughs> as much as Splendor. <laughs> no, it's a good game. It's just cool. Like, you have this, like, array of cards in front of you, and then you keep drafting cards from, like, a lineup. And as you keep drafting things, it makes your – it boosts different things up. So, like – if you have a lot of wheat farmers and you're going to make ale, um, it like makes the ale production better or like those kinds of things like that. Like you have this little town where things interact and you want to draft cards a certain way. And then you also want to try and get majorities on things to get extra points. You also have to balance it with keeping your defenses up enough that some, so someone attacks you. It won't kill off one of your villagers. But even, even then, if you do get a villager injured or killed off, you can fix that. So, I mean, I don't know. It's got a lot of really cool things going on with it. Um, it's a pretty light game, pretty simple game, quick. Um, but it has a different feel than most fillers have. Um, it's just, I mean, I don't know. It does card drafting pretty well. Um, almost as well as my favorite card drafting game, which is coming up. So I think that's my favorite, or second favorite, one of the two. Um, anyway, Majesty for the Realm is my number 98. Nice. Yeah, I want to try this because I like Splendor. So I heard this was a bit better, so I need to check it out. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, they aren't that similar, honestly, um, at all. <laughs> but, I mean, like, I don't know. They just really aren't very similar at all. But, like, the boxes are the same size. The inserts kind of look the same. And it's the same designer. But it's, I mean, I don't know. It's, right. it's a really different game. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'll check, I'll check it out. Yeah, I think you'd like it, Jason, actually. All right. Uh, my number seven is another co-op which is interesting. Um, and this is one that I don't have and no one in my game group has, mostly because it's either too expensive for me to buy or it's just hard to find. And that game is Freedom, the Underground Railroad. And this is the type of co-op that I like, which gives you that uncomfortable tension, makes your heart race because you feel like you're letting people down. So in this one, you're trying to get slaves from the South up into Canada while avoiding slave catchers and trying to, you know earn favor with politicians and stuff through some card play. And every time you fail, cubes die, which are, you know, they signify the slaves. So you feel like if you make a wrong move, you're actually killing people and it's terrible. And it gives you that same kind of tension in other games that I've talked about before that I really dig. So if you like co-ops and you like stressful co-ops, this is one you should definitely check out. That's my number seven, Freedom, the Underground Railroad. Yeah, great pick, Jason. This is up there as far as co-op games that I really enjoy. And, it, it man, it just has an awesome tension. And the tension in this game is uh, only present in a few co-op games, and that's what makes those co-op games so good. Um, I really do like this game, too. I have a copy at my local shop 30% off. So Nice. I don't know, man. I, I like It's one that's on the border of, like, I want to own it. But the other thing, too, about this one that's pretty crazy is that it's kind of it's a little intense to play with people. It's like, Hey, welcome to board gaming. Let's play a game where we, you know, like run this, run the underground railroad and it's super intense. It will make you break out no cold sweat. So, I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. That's true. It's, it's a really good game though. I think this one's one that like he invented it initially to be educational too. And I think this one should be in schools. Like, I think that, I don't know, man, I think that the States should buy schools th- this game to keep in their like library or something. Cause I mean, I think, History is more live playing this game than it's going to be reading it in a textbook for sure, you know? Oh, yeah, I agree. So, and this is definitely a game you need to be in the mood to play for sure. I know more about the Underground Railroad because of this game than I do from what I learned in school. I mean, for sure. I mean, you're from Ohio, so maybe it's more in the curriculum there. But, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, it's really cool. Yeah, I, I'd probably learn more from the game as well. 
yeah, it's yeah. Just, I think it's just something that we don't want to talk about as much just because it's uncomfortable. So, so playing the game, let you actually feel the uncomfort, you know, the discomfort and let you kind of understand what these people are going through on a small scale. I get, it's not like what's really happening, but you still get, get a feel it a little bit. So that's why I like it. So far, no crossover, Jason. I think we'll have a lot more as we go on, but <laughs> so far none. Yeah, I would agree. Um, number 97 for me is one that is, it's one of my favorite card drafting games because it's a uh, kind of pattern creating, uh, territory control card drafting game. And that's Bunny Kingdom. Um, it's a really fun game. And I just got the bigger board for it from Yellow. It's from Yellow and Richard Garfield created it. And Richard Garfield's becoming one of my more favorite game designers. He's just so good at just different things. I was just thinking about Magic the Gathering. Listen on a slight tangent here. How many things come from Magic the Gathering? I mean, I'm sure it was influenced by other things. But, man, there's just so much stuff that we take for granted that was introduced with Magic the Gathering. So, anyway, Richard Garfield is a genius. This game's totally different than Magic the Gathering. There's, like, nothing in common except for they both contain cardboard. Um, but a really cool game, and it's just, like, a grid pattern. It's, like, playing almost like playing bingo with, like, a bunch of people at once in card drafting. Um, it's really cool. Uh, the thing that I think would be uh, the most wicked about this is if, like, one of those bunnies land on your floor and you stepped on it, your foot will bleed. I mean, those <laughs> things are sharp. But it's a great game. I really do enjoy it. Um, this one needs to get played more, probably. Um, I think this is one that I think, you know, it plays four people really well. Um, I don't know. It's really enjoyable. And it's something that the first time you play it, you can be fairly competitive. You get better as time goes on because the scoring is a little interesting. You don't want to have one huge cloister. You want to have two or three really good-sized ones. So that's something you learn as you keep playing. Um, but just a cool game, and that's Bunny Kingdom. Yeah, I'd be interested in this because the card drafting seems interesting. I don't really care about the bunny airy control stuff, but the card drafting seems fun. Yeah, they're just really, really integrated with each other for sure, too. My number six, or six, that's way ahead. My number 96 is a game that has a theme that I really, really enjoy and is close to me because I played in some rock bands for a while. And this is a dice placement game from a designer in Poland. I'm not going to say his name because I'll probably butcher it. And this game is Thrash and Roll. And this is like Kingsburg or like Kingsport Festival, but instead of doing mundane things for the king, you're going around recording albums, recording singles, dissing your opponents on the radio, going on tour with an awesome band called Turbo. And if you like dice placement, if you like cool, interesting themes in a Euro game, which is few and far between... I highly recommend this game if you can find it. So my number 96 is Thrash and Roll. Thrash and Roll. Jason, you had that one at number one like two weeks ago. I think you were pumped about this, man. Dude, I, I like it. I've played it probably four times since I've had it, and I love it. Okay, maybe not number one, but, man, you really were raving about this. <laughs> I, I need to check it out. It looks really cool. I mean, like, I think the symbols on it are what it gets beat up for sometimes. Right. But I think it looks really good. Yeah, I mean. Um, very cool. It doesn't do anything groundbreaking, but again, I like the theme, and it's just nice to play a game that's not the same themes. Yeah, for sure. And this one's a little tough to find, I think, so yep. I'd be happy to play your copy. Hey, my number 96, Jason, is a crossover. So what do you think on your list so far would make my list? Uh, I'm going for um, Rising 5, The Runes of Astros. Nailed it. Rising 5. <laughs> um, and this game is just a really good game. Uh, even with playing with the app messed up the first time I played it, it didn't discourage me from playing it in the future, and it's been better on every play since. This is one that, like, if someone's played Pandemic, you can say, oh, you enjoy Pandemic. Let me teach you what a real good game is, um, and we'll play this one instead. So I don't know. Like, that's kind of mean, but this one just feels like 
I don't know. This this one is just a better game than Pandemic to me. I mean, I just like this one better. Um, unless Pandemic's higher on my list, which in which case I was just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's definitely not. Um, so at any rate, uh, Pandemic's fine. I think everybody owes a debt of gratitude to Pandemic. But Rising 5, I think, has taken that up to the next level. Like that, like like you can use characters that had different powers. I like how you can use the different characters at different times. Card management's in there. And then it's got kind of a cool integration of technology. So I like all those things in this game. Just a really cool game. Really like it. And I know you like it because it made your list. Yep. I've already talked about it, so I won't belabor it. But yes, great game. All right. My number 95 is a game from Palo Mori. And this is mm. Ethnos. This is kind of mm. like a Ticket to Ride meets area control a little bit. It's in the similar vein as like Royals and Ticket to Ride. It's a really quick game. It's easy. You're playing some cards down in like these sets to put these pieces down on the board to control the board. And it's going to take place over, I think, three rounds. And whoever has the majority each round gets a pile of points. It's really fun. You can play a game really quickly. doesn't matter how many players there are because it plays about the same speed. So, yeah, that's my number 95, Ethnos. I'm guessing there's going to be at least two more Palo Mori games on your list. That might be a great guess, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, he's an up-and-comer, man. I think he was kind of beat up for having some bad designs early in his career, but, man, he's come on strong since. For sure. Awesome. Uh, well, my number, next number on the list is 95 is uh this is a little surprising one man this one kicked off its predecessor game because i think the fun part about the game that came before it was just the aesthetic of it and like how it just kind of looked on the table and just it was fun to look at and this one's fun to look at but i think the gameplay is better in it i mean that's between two castles and mad king ludwig which i think i'm the only person who likes this game maybe but i really do like it it's a cool game it's just clever to me how you're playing you're playing to make both sides, like you're sharing, you're cooperatively building two castles at the same time. And the one that scores lower is the one that's going to be the one that you, um, the one that you, you know, score total period, you know? So um, I don't know, like, it's just cool because you want your, your second best castle to still do well. So you're trying to do well in both castles. Um, and you kind of got to communicate with two people at once saying, hey, here's what I'm trying to do here. And here's what you should try and do here, you know? Um, but the, just the way the tiles all go together and just how every tile in that game is unique, it just it's cool, man. I really loved looking at like Where's Waldo books or like Incredible Cutaway books when I was a kid because there was just so much little detail and fun stuff in the pictures. And this one kind of has that going as well. Um, and this one's by um, – I know it's by Ben Rossett, I think is his name. Um, but I don't remember the other designer's name right off the top of my head. Um, but Ben Rossett, I think is his name, did uh, another game that I really love. Uh, 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 the beer making game. Well, I can't think of the name of it right now. Anyway, Brewcrafters on my list. Yeah, Brewcrafters. I want to say Brewmasters, but Brewcrafters. Um, when I was thinking of the new one that's coming out too. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, that is my number ninety-five. Nice. Yeah. Um, I think Kim and Jim just got a copy of this, so I'll make them bring it over so I can play it. Yeah, it's. I think you'll like it. It's pretty good. And, like, that whole, like, you score your second best castle thing is really clever. Like, it just makes it a really interesting game. Yeah, that way you just can't pile up on one castle and just ignore the other. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. All right, my number 94 is just a card game. You start with a hand of cards. 
you draw a card, you play one, maybe more cards. The interesting thing about this is it's de- it's designed by Pierre Luca Zizi, and he's done Signori for What's Your Game, and he's done Asgard, and so I think he's on a couple more What's Your Game games. And this game is called Dark Tales, and hmm. essentially it's just like gothic looking fairy tales card game. There's I think five expansions with Cinderella, Little Red Riding Hood, Snow White, Little Mermaid, and maybe one more. And really, it's a card game. You're going to draw a card. You're going to play a card. You're trying to have more of these certain kind of tokens to meet these like in-game goals than the other player. There might be some cards that come out that go to the middle of the table that can be accessed by either player. You're kind of doing some set collection. It's one of my favorite card games. That's why it hit the top 100. So that is number 94, Dark Tales. So, Jason, I'm going to put you on the spot here. You're a feminist. Like, I'm just going to say it. You just, you are. And, like, it's because you're a good guy and you've got daughters and stuff. So, would this game have been higher if the art were more, like, female-friendly? Because I know the art in this is kind of, like, a little racy. Not racy, but, like, I don't know. It's not the awesomest portrayal of people. Uh, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a little scantily clad gothic girls, mostly. Yeah. They're a little boobalicious. Um, so, that's, is that why it did make a list then? Or that's... Would it be higher if it had, you know, like no, scantily clad men? I don't even think I took that into account, honestly. I was just basing it <laughs> yeah. on gameplay. So I think... Even yeah, you it, really don't you don't care about art and theme, like, at all. Yeah. Because you love that old brass. Right, true. So I think even if it had, you know, generic stick figures, the gameplay is still fun, and it would probably still hit the same spot. Yeah, it's just too bad that, like, there's a lot of games that do that. Like, put robusty, like metal bikini women in it to try and sell copies you know what i mean like i don't know i wish that games could just stand on their own merit you know yeah i mean there there are male characters in it too but again they're not as scantily yeah. clad but yeah right i, I mean it's a total double standard you know i mean yeah. like i don't know whatever yep all right that's a soapbox i'm not gonna jump on today i don't uh, think <laughs> yeah anyway I, I mean i don't know like whatever man i guess they know their market and they sell games so anyway, this game's going to be surprising to you, Jason, my number 94, because it's su- going to be surprisingly low to you, I think. Okay. Oh, man, it's a little surprisingly low to me, too. Um, this one's by uh, uh, Virginio Gili and Simone Luciano. I think I said those about right. Uh, comes to us from Lookout Games, and that is Grand Austria Hotel. Wow. I know. It's a little low, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe a little. Yeah. <laughs> I like this one a lot, but I think there's other games that do what this one does in a way that I like better. Um, the dice drafting and everything like that. I don't know. This is one, too, that I need to play more. Um, I haven't played this one since probably April. So I think if I play it, I'll, this is one of those games like Shakespeare where I like, I'll go back and play it and I'll be like, hey, wait a minute. This game's amazing. Why did I forget how awesome this game is? So maybe this one will be higher on the list in the future. But uh, it's 94 for now. So, yeah. Grand Austria Hotel. Yeah. It's a great game. And we'll leave it at that. It didn't make your number 91 to 100, Jason. So, like, let's not even go there. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You're right. It, was, it just missed the list this time. <laughs> it's not in your 91 to 100 for sure. We'll, we'll see where it ends up. But, yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, like, spoiler alert, maybe. Uh, my number 93 is a game from Alexander Feaster, and it's not Great Western Trail. But it is a game about witches, and it is called Broom Service. I was getting a little anxious there, Jason. <laughs> Almost as anxious as you would get if I ranked Grand Austria Hotel in 94. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Broom Service is uh, a game where everybody's picking a card to play at the same time. 
and you're trying to decide if you're going to be the brave character or you're going to be a cowardly character. If you're brave and somebody else plays the character, then you miss out. But if you do weak, you, you get to do the power of the card, but you don't get to do as much. And you're trying to go around the board with these witches and druids to deliver potions and just get the most points. It's a really fun game. I don't get to play it as much because my game group and Katie don't really love it. But I like it, and someday I'll get to play it again. And that's Broom Service number 93. Uh, no further comment. Um, but remember that yours was 93 because there's an interesting connection that you and I have. <laughs> um, maybe this game's on my list. Maybe it's not. I don't know. All right. Um, but the best part about this game is that um, us, like – Burly double XL shirt guys get to say, I am a brave witch and I'm doing this. <laughs> or, or weather fairy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Though I, I like this game a lot. Um, and it's just interesting to me that this is the same dude who, you know, did Great Western Trail in Mombasa. Um, so, I mean, just he's like kind of all over the place. And I think I said that before. And I, I mean, like, I don't think I'm going to give him 100% credit on this because he really did, like, Witch's Brew basically was the core of this right, game. Yeah. And he tweaked it and made it his own. So, right. anyway, no, a really good game, though, Jason. Um, I think it's worth at least being 93. Um, I agree. My number 93. Ooh, this is an interesting one. It's fallen quite a bit. This one was number 46 on my list beginning of last year, so almost two years ago. Um, and this is from Days of Wonder. And it's by Felipe... Uh, Kiertz, I think is how you say his name, and it's Small World. And I don't know if he's ever done any other games, really, to be honest with you. Um, at least not much. Um, and Small World's number 93. It's a good game. It's a, I mean, like, it's just a good gateway. I don't know. Like, I guess kind of dudes on a map without dudes, kind of area control. Um, but it's just like the combat just resolves so smoothly and quickly, and just those different combinations of things that can happen every time. Just makes it kind of an interesting game. So I really do enjoy this game. That's Small World. And you know what? I mean, to be honest with you, the board game version of this didn't get out this year. I think maybe once I played it this year. Um, But the app is just so good and so quick because it does all the things for you, like the calculations, that this is one that I think the app may have almost fired it. Um, But Small World's a really good game, and I really do enjoy it at 93. Yeah, I this was actually in my top 100 earlier today, and I made some changes and took it out. So... It's not going to be in my top 100, but I do like this game. I still have it, and I play it probably once or twice a year because it, it's a good combat game without having to roll dice, really, and it's not as mean as most combat games. So, yeah, I like it. Good game. So, I mean, like, a guess would be it's in your top 120. I mean, that's not bad. I'll take that. Right, yep. That's about right. Yeah. Cool, man. That was my 93. All right, my number 92 is a game that is dry as all get out. You need to have a glass of water to play this game because, man, your mouth will be dry. (laughs) But I love it. I've been wanting it for a long time. I found a copy on BGG for cheap. I'm not sure who designed it because I'm slacking, but the game is Terra Mystica. And this is essentially a game where you're trying to build settlements on this map. As you build things out on the map, it's going to increase your income. It's going to give you more special powers. And you're going to do this over, I think, five or six rounds. And whoever has the most points at the end of the is the winner. There's also this little weird side track where you're worshiping some druids or some eagles or something. Yeah. And yeah. it's completely unnecessary, but this game. It's a little weird. Yeah. A little it tacked is. on. It is. I dig it. Terra Mystica. There's a new version. I don't know what it's called. Um, Gaia Project. Yeah. The Gaia Project. Have no interest because it's in space, but my 92, Terra Mystica. So I think you and I had a conversation about this game eight, nine months ago. 
and me and you were into it, and I was like, eh, it's okay. Um, it's surprising where it's at on my list. I mean, hypothetically speaking, I don't know for sure. And where was that on yours? <laughs> I'm just guessing, yeah. <laughs> That's really weird, man. That's really weird to me because I think you were hotter on this than me, hotter than me on this at one point. But I think I don't know your criticisms you make on it and that I've made on it too are fair. That there's another game that I'm positive is on my list. Um, yeah, it's definitely on my list. Well, that doesn't have some of the convoluted stuff in it. That like the shovel system and the little like flower petals, right? Or yeah, bowls of eyeballs or whatever they are that rotate around. Um, those those things like I don't know that they add a lot to the game. And there's another game that's kind of figured out how to get rid of that. Um, that has made I don't know, man. It just feels like like that kind of got streamlined with this other game, and it still has a lot of the fun. But it's still a really good game, and I really do like it. And I know that some people like those extra little things in there. They like the different factions and how it feels to be, you know, the little different groups. But it's just so cool how you take things off and your player board gets better and you get more things and just I don't know it's a good game for sure right and had I play it more played it more it'd probably be higher but again it's a beast to teach it's dry you gotta have special people that want to play it so it's probably gonna hang out right here for a while uh, Jason my number ninety two is a game by Andreas Seiferth and it is uh, Seiferth and uh, it is uh, by Rio Grande Games and this one is uh, is San Juan, believe it or not. So um, I actually like San Juan better than Puerto Rico. Um, so San Juan is the card game of Puerto Rico. I think it just does a lot of what you get in Puerto Rico in a streamlined quick package. Um, and it's been stolen. Like the mechanics in this game have been stolen and put into space and made into a different game, which I may talk about later. But this was, this one's really good too. I mean, it's just a fun game. And like I used to play this one with kids at school. In, in middle school, like where I teach, because it's just an easy game and it kind of teaches kids like resource management. Like, do I want to use my card for this or for this? Like decision making and just stuff like that. But I was like, ah, maybe I won't play a game where you're doing tobacco farming with slaves and stuff um, with <laughs> yeah. my middle school kids. I don't know. So, but anyway, I still like this game a lot. It's a really good game. Yeah, I haven't played it. I haven't played Puerto Rico. I haven't played Race for the Galaxy, Roll for the Galaxy. It seems kind of interesting. I wouldn't mind. Why would you mention those games, Jason? Because they're all the same system ish, kind of. How dare you? I bid you good day. (laughs) But yes, I haven't. I haven't played San Juan. I wouldn't mind playing it. I just, I don't know anybody that has it other than you. And it's a filler. I mean, like we could play. You and I could play a two player game of it in a real short amount of time. We should do it sometime. It's a good game, though. You'd like it. Cool. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. However, Puerto Rico, you'd play Puerto Rico and you'd go, like, why was this number one? I think, personally, because I don't, I mean, I don't even like it that much anymore. All right, Jason, here comes big old number 91 for you. What is it? All right, big old 91. This is new this year. Um, it has. I'm, I'm really interested here. An interesting theme that. You got you to gotta let me guess it. Keep going. All right, it has an interesting theme. It has minis. Oh, and I was going to say the legend of the cherry tree that blossoms <laughs> no. every decade for the happiness of all the people. That game's not going to be this that's low. Not, Are you crazy? That's not quite minis, though. <laughs> and the theme is Disney. Oh, cool, man. Villainous. Yeah, so Villainous is a really good game. Uh, every time I play it, I love it. It goes on a little too long for my liking, but it takes like the size mechanism, sort of, where you have to move your worker from one space yeah. to another, do the actions... And then you're pl- doing some cool card play to try to 
make sure you can hit your goals before your opponents hit their goals. It's really fun. It has gorgeous wow. Disney artwork. Yeah, I love it. So Villainous, number 91. Awesome. I'm super excited that I made your list, Jason. Oh, I like it. We played it a lot this year. For actually. It's a good game. It's not in my number 91 to 100, but my number 91 <laughs> is Guildhall. <laughs> is Guildhall? Yeah, Guildhall, man. So you want to hear something crazy? Sure. This game on my last top 100 was number 24. <laughs> it fell a little bit. This game is by Hope S. Wang, and it came out from AEG Games. Uh, it's a really good game. I, I think you'd really like it, too. Um, it's just like you're putting down cards in front of you, and you have to like make certain sets based on like having different colors but matching the professions, and you're hoping to get the right cards, and every time you get like your set of cards like higher, you get a better benefit. But people can steal your cards until you can finally close out your guild. And it's just kind of a little bit mean, but not terribly mean. Um, but just kind of cool how it all just works out together really well. And the other thing, too, is I have the old crummy copy um, of it. That's not It's not crummy. I think people like it still, but it has a weird pig on the cover that people didn't like. So they came up with like a like fantasy version of it or something now. So um, Guildhall's a really good game, though. I, I think it's really good. Um, I like it at number 91. There's 90 games better than it. But it's still good, um, and that's just that's Guildhall. And at one point, I played a ton of this game. It's just it's fun, man. It's set collection kind of almost. I don't know. It's just and like every every little faction of cards does something different. So sometimes you're trying to really hang on to the right cards in the right timing to get them to trigger the right way to, you know, maximize how many cards you're getting into your hand to try and do. I mean, just it's just got a lot of really cool, meaningful decisions in it. So Guildhall is one that kind of like I don't know, man. It kind of flopped with a lot of circles, but I really do enjoy it. Um, and that's it's from 2012, so it's been around for a while. So anyway, Guildhall number 91. Is that the weird game where the dude's like holding two pigs, like footballs? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've actually seen this on sale a couple of times at the half price books by my work, and I keep wanting to go like buy it because it's usually like ten bucks. But I'm like, I don't know if I like this game, so I just passed. Dude, but. it's so good. It's so good. You would really like it. Cool. Yeah, I'd, it's I'd it's be uh, it. it's not it's it's like. It's like unhappy pigs. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, clearly. They're being manhandled by that big burly guy on the front. Well, and then they had an expansion called Job Fair for it, or like a standalone second version of it, and you could play them together, and it made it so you had like a bunch of different choices of different sets of cards you could play. And I never got Job Fair, because I was always like, ah, I'll wait till it's on sale or something. And then it really got short printed, never got reprinted. And so now I'm going to have to find a fantasy version of it. Although, I think I probably could go on Board Game Geek and find find that game for like a dollar. Because I don't think anyone likes it. I mean, I think I'm the only person who champions it. And it's it's just a really good game. Yeah. So anyway. That's cool. Jason, you know what's cool? What? We're getting like a ton of listens. <laughs> like that's amazing. We so are, We are for sure. I guess just in, this is a really short episode it feels like. I mean, I don't even know what we're at now. I mean, like, yeah, pretty short. But that's okay. Um, I'm glad you guys made it this far. And I think we're just going to start doing a friend raiser part two. I mean, like, I don't know that it really means anything other than me just saying thank you for sharing us to, like, people that you know that like board games. I know there's a few people out there that I, I for sure know people are saying, hey, can I get business cards from you? Because I want to hand them out to people so they can know where to find your podcast or know, you know um, – how to find you. And and I appreciate that. Like sharing this podcast with other people has helped us grow so much. We are getting more listens on day one now than we used to get in like a month when we first started. So it's pretty amazing that it's happening as well as it is. Um, you guys are really awesome. You guys are spreading the uh, spreading the news. 
it's it's just there's a few of you guys that are just so cool and you're over there on the riveted we interact with you guys and we love that you're sharing as much as you are so thank you for all that thank you for 2018 being as cool as it was um, Jason and I have had opportunities to do things that I never would have guessed that we would have in our first year of doing a podcast. Um, so it's just been really fun. It's been really cool. And I mean, I don't know, man, I'm having a blast, Jason. Uh, it was a good 2018. Oh, yeah, I'm with you. I had never done a podcast. And yeah, I'm loving the results. And I'm glad you guys are listening. And hopefully, we're not too zany for you. And we're not too terrible. So keep listening. And we'll keep being crazy. The pretty okay guarantee. <laughs> pretty um, okay. Which is I mean, like, you don't get anything if we aren't pretty okay, but I mean, whatever. <laughs> yep. Um, no, and the other thing too, Jason, I mean, like, I listened to an old episode and you, you, you maybe shouldn't, I don't know, maybe you should, but you've come a long way. Like, you just, man, you can tell you're really nervous on episodes like one through five and now you're really coming into your own, man. You're doing a great job. And you got really high compliments from somebody I was talking to in real life who said, being a straight man's way harder than being the crazy guy. And I totally agree. And you're a really good straight guy, Jason. So I really appreciate you. You do a ton of work behind the scenes too. So to the riveted out there who's sharing the word, uh, thank you. And to Jason who does so much work for this podcast, um, and does so much work to try and grow us. Thank you to you too. So, um, anyway, this has been a remote episode. I sound a little weird. Go, if this is your first episode and like, I sound too weird or whatever, Go listen to other episodes. I probably still sound weird. I just, I, I'm going to sound weird. I'm sorry. But I mean, like, hopefully, hopefully I sound less weird. I don't know. So I'll, add, I'll, anyway. I'll edit the weird out. Oh, I appreciate it, Jason. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I've been Joel. And this has been fun, by the way. This has been really fun to go through these games. Um, I'm looking forward to the next nine weeks um, that we don't have to think of any topics, but also that we're going to do something really fun. So right. yeah, yep. the next nine weeks are going to be good, man. So yeah. All right, Jason, I've been I've been Joel, and I'm not Jason, but I am Joel, and this has been a lot of fun. And I am Jason, and we will see you in the next nine episodes and more. Yeah, and keep gaming. Keep gaming.